Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. Uh, actually, a new report says that more pets are becoming overweight. It's not good. Instead of using their wheel, hamsters are just hanging their clothes on it. You own it. Just run around five minutes a day. What's the big deal? I like that joke a lot. I wasn't think that's paying funny. attention. Oh, that's too bad. Mm. Play it again for Joe. Would you play it again for Joe? Uh, it's just very short, Joe. Well, okay. uh, actually, a new report says that more pets are becoming overweight. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not good. Instead of using their wheel, hamsters are just hanging their clothes on it. <laughs> you own it. Just run around. It. Five That's minutes a day. That's a universal, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Hats. On the arms of my uh, whatever that thing is. Oh, boy. used to put hats on there. I had the to get elliptical? It. I think that's what it is. I got to mount up on mine again. I'm ready. I've been getting my exercise from moving boxes about. Trying desperately to rearrange the garage. Ugh. Moving. Who invented it? Whose idea was it? <laughs> I remember back in the day when all you had was your loincloth around your genitals and your uh, your best gal by your side, maybe your best club. You'd pick up your club from the cave. You'd say, honey, this cave's gotten too small. Let's move to that cave. And you'd walk over there with your club and you'd sleep there. You might have to kill a bear. Then that's your new place. You don't have crap everywhere. Yes, Vince. Well, Joe, now, because I saw you tweet about it, but you moved all your crap into your new garage, but now you have to move that crap because you're getting cabinets installed. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. To put the crap in. We've (laughs) decrapified a lot, Vince. And I think of you more than you might think. I, 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 uh, for instance, yesterday. Do you stare at his shirtless selfies while you're thinking about it? (laughs) Remembering to lock the door? No. Indeed. Uh, Vince's decluttering philosophy. Uh, I was, I was the Mondi lifestyle. I can never why, can remember that person's name. Why do you have to always give credit to some huckster who's I trying wanna, to profit? Because I want to take on the philosophy. <laughs> I want to become an adherent. Mm. Marie Kondo. Yeah, Kondo. <laughs> Please. Anyway, um, I, as a guy who wears a ball cap twice a year, have like fifty ball caps. That's probably not a good idea. Right. Well, it's it, some might argue it's real stupid, and uh, and so <laughs> I have been trying to channel Vince and thin out my my crop of ball caps. Um, and, and I'm trying to be heartless, and I'm trying to think: Will I ever miss this? Will I ever wear it? No, no, I won't. But some of it's like I have uh, like a Charlotte Hornets cap, 
We lived in Charlotte for a couple of years. It's a chapter of my life. My son was born okay, there. Okay, so what are you going to do? You going to sometimes sit there and stare at that hat? No, I walk by memory? and look at it though and think, "Oh yeah." Put it on when you tell a story about Charlotte. <laughs> Remember those Larry Johnson Converse commercials in Alonzo Mourning? Muggsy Bogues, ah, good times. But so I thought, <laughs> no, but and, and and that's that's one of those hats that either it makes your head look enormous, or you got to pull it down all the way to your eyebrows like a rapper, which right. ain't exactly my look. <laughs> so I gave it to Evo. I'm donating to some lucky saps about to get a brand new Hornets hat. My wife was complaining about closet space the other day, and uh, and I've I take up at least half the closet, probably more. And I was looking at the, all my shirts, and I've got. I don't know how many shirts are there. 100, 150? I don't know. They're really jammed in there. Yeah. And I wear like three of them. The rest of them I haven't worn in years. There's no reason for them to be there at all. Yeah. You want to know how many white dress shirts I have? Four. I'm guessing, no, it's probably more like eight. Uh-huh. And how often do you wear a white dress shirt? Uh, once a quarter. Yeah. And, and less than once a quarter. Part of it is, part of it though is I, I can't. I can't just throw them away because that seems so wasteful. It is wasteful. Yeah. And then the actual getting them in my car and taking them to Goodwill or whatever is just something I don't get around to. Well, I've gotten that groove on now. We've had to because we moved from a house that had amazing storage space, which when you look at it, you think, oh, that's wow. Look at all the stores. Look at that big closet. Got got a utility room. That's great. That's wonderful. Even there's crawl. We have this enormous crawl space. So if like I've got more shovels than I need and more hose and more whatever the hell, an old soccer goal, it goes under the house. Oh, great. So we never made decisions. Did you call your garden implements a bunch of hose? (laughs) Sorry, Dr. Phil. Um... (laughs) But so we moved from uh, you know storage space house to less storage. It's been a good process, but it's a it's a pain in the hiney. Tell you what, coming up, they've added a new last word to the dictionary, and wow. I want to talk about that cyber attack yesterday. I think, and I'm about as far from an expert as you could get, <laughs> but I think something huge is going on, and they're going to look back on this and say, "Why did nobody understand what was going on here?" It's like when Muhammad Atta was yep. taking flight yep. lessons. Yep. Yep, that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, today in Alterna Weapons, should probably mention to you that in just a few short minutes, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, is going to be on. We're going to talk in real world, your family, your health insurance terms about what the plan actually looks like that the Republicans are floating where it's probably going to go and what it's going to mean to your personal health and finances. Because everything's so freaking beltway focused on... The, the mainstream media, the, the big newspapers, the cable news, et cetera. It's about who's in, who's out, who's powerful, who's not, who's going to win the argument, you know, whose aid is really pushing. Nobody cares out in the real world. Here, here's my question for Craig that I want to ask him, because he says we'll be single payer in seven to ten years. I don't understand why it's going to take so long. I don't understand why there aren't Democrats pushing it right now. Mm. I think the country is ready for it. I Jack's think the country, a communist, everybody. I, I, I you think, hear this? I think it's awful, but I think the country <laughs> wants it and is ready for it, and I think it's a political winner. Yeah. Um, well, when he's here, you can ask him that. Something to look forward to. So today in Things to Be Afraid of, first of all, down in Venezuela, socialist paradise, Venezuela, which is crumbling. They can't get no toilet paper to wipe their butts, never mind, like food and medicine and, and, the, and, and color TVs. Uh, they're kind of getting pissed down there, the folks, and uh, somebody or other 
got a police helicopter and strafed the Supreme Court building with guns, with the, you know, gunfire, and was hurling grenades out of the helicopter. So uh, that's getting crazy down there. So look Jeez, for say. Uh, police helicopters with people shooting out of it, hurling grenades in a, a third world country near you. And then this, China, according to the uh, the army. China. Yes, sir. The People's Republic. They're planning to produce nearly 42,000 land and sea-based drone weapons and sensor platforms. I guess that's kind of a, a um, uh, what do you call it, surveillance drones. As part of its continuing large-scale military buildup, uh, China's a, a little late to the drone game, but they plan to produce, uh, well, almost 50,000 uh, unmanned systems in the next several years. And there are a number of things um, to be to be feared or, or feel cautious about. And they range from the big, giant Predator drones, which are essentially smallish fighter jets, without a pilot in them, to swarming drones. You send a hundred of these at an aircraft carrier, for instance. There's almost no defense. Because what are you going to use? And I'm not big on military weaponry, but some sort of large caliber, 100, you know, 100 caliber uh, machine gun to take a bunch of swarming drones that are roughly the size of, well, I don't know, a, a drone. Um, could be a, a heinous weapon. So... As humankind continues to to reveal its imagination, its ambition, mostly in the realm of killing each other. Always has been. Always will and be. And always will be. Uh, new last word in the dictionary is zizira. Ziziva. Ziziva. It replaced the old last word in the dictionary, which was zithum, an Egyptian malt beer. Ziziva fe- sounds like a female Barty part, is it? It is a uh, bug of some sort, a, a weevil beetle from South America. Z-I-H-Z-I-H-V-A-H. Last mm. word in the dictionary. So there mm. you go. New last word. Keep it in mind. I'll give you the last word. It's Ziba. <laughs> uh, when are we talking to Craig, the Obamacare in lawyer? In seconds. In seconds. Yes, okay. sir. And I want to ask him why we're not getting to government health care sooner rather than All later. All right, Bernie Sanders. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's get to the news. Senate Republicans today delayed the vote on their health care bill to repeal and replace Obamacare because they didn't have enough votes. But since when have Republicans let a little thing like not having the majority vote get in their way? Come on. So I I thought one of my uh, pundit heroes, Charles Krauthammer, had it nailed when I saw him speaking about this yesterday. What people are missing on this is that what the public wants has changed so much since 2009. People want, they want health care to be provided for them. It has now become a right. We look at it that way. I grew up thinking, believing, for me anyway, rightly or wrongly, that it's attached to employment. People don't want that anymore. Or more simply put, it's something you need to buy, like gas for your car. Everybody gets it uh, at, a, at, a, at a low price, even though it's you know paid for by the taxpayer years from now. Mm. I think that, that that's just where the public is. That's yeah, why they can't get the a... votes. It's not a it's not a lack of uh, of uh, politics. It's not what it's, I think it's both. 
But you're absolutely right. That's an enormous factor. Craig Gottwalls joins us. Craig, the Obamacare lawyer. He's a benefits expert for your company. He'll help you out if you need it. We'll get you in touch. But, Craig, how are you, sir? I'm well, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, good. A little discouraged. So, listen. Yeah. Now, normally we we ask you to bring the data, bring the analysis. Uh, you yep. know, I want to approach it like this. We're, we're going to talk to real world how things, you know, how the Republican plan or some form of it would affect families. But first of all, would you agree that polls, I, I heard this last night on the news, polls show that a large majority of Americans disapprove of the Republican plan. I think you might as well ask them if they approve of string theory. I don't think the average American <laughs> has the slightest idea what they're talking about. No, I totally agree with that. Couldn't could not agree more with that statement, Joe. It's, but it's, does that it's, make any it's so complicated? Um, but, but does that make any difference? I mean, politically speaking, well, um, I'm not ready to get to the politics. Okay. I'm changing yeah. hearts and minds here, Jack. If you'll give me a moment. Good luck with that. <laughs> so, Craig, uh, when you watch the mainstream media coverage, and I know you do, the Alphabet Networks, the New York Times, whatever, when you watch the coverage of the healthcare wranglings in the Capitol right now, what's your reaction to the coverage? Um, it's It's increasingly gotten incredibly hard for me to watch that stuff because – one of the points, and it's something that you guys have hit on over and over over the years, and it's it's more true in healthcare than I think any other thing that we see covered anywhere. It's always 100% approached from the viewpoint of the left, and that's even true when you're talking about, say, Bloomberg News or the Wall Street Journal, like center right types of publications. Even those publications come out and say. 22 million people will lose insurance and people will be kicked off of Medicaid. Well, you know, if you allowed the Cato Institute or a libertarian freedom-loving type of entity to describe what was happening, you would learn that many, many millions of people will still have access to free or nearly free health care, but because they're allowed to revert back to free will, they're not going to buy it. And in economics, we would call that an enhancement, a beautiful thing. But it's never presented that way. Well, that's a really good point, Craig, because yeah. that, that happens with news all the time. Um, not to get too far off the subject, but the, the ruling that came down on uh, Trump's travel ban. Every single report was about what it's going to do to immigrants trying to stay in this country. I didn't hear anybody even discussing the original intent of the thing is what it, what it could do to stop terrorism or anything like that. Never even came up as a conversation. Right. Only presented from the left side of the story, which is interesting. So there's you go. The, that 22 million number is wildly misleading for that reason and others. And uh, you mentioned the Medicare expansion, et cetera, et cetera. And I know, you know, what the plan actually does about that is really complicated, but the way it's being portrayed is wildly inaccurate. Can you give us just the, the dumb person's version of the truth on Medicare, Medicaid, 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 Medicaid. Yeah. So the way Medicaid works now under Obamacare is it, it can expand limitlessly just depending upon how many people need it and how the government defines need. So it, there's absolutely zero restraint on growth at the federal level. And that's always a bad thing when we look at federal taxation, because the federal government can print money and issue notes that it doesn't have. And so you, you have nothing to cap it. What both the House and the Senate bill in varying ways is they give chunks of money to the states and they say, you manage it. And those chunks of money do inflate over time. Like if you look at the CBO report, for example, you know, Obamacare shows this 
steep slope going up. And either House or Senate bill has a slope that goes upward. It just goes up more slowly. But that gets presented in the news media as a devastating horror that will kill people, which is, again, it's, it's always approaching the issue from one side when the reality is, no, you're moving the management of the dollars to the state level and states have to be responsible because they can't print money. It's a more reasonable, practical way to allocate the funds to the people that really need it. And certainly more responsible. It's as if I was paying my kids uh, uh, allowance and I decided Judy should stop. She should start paying it. And my son is howling. I've been thrown off of my dad's allowance. I have right. been I've right. been denied the allowance. I just delegated it to the states, which is my wife. Right. <laughs> and, and the other the other piece of that that makes the analogy perfect is to say Judy's better with money than Joe is, and so that's there you go. Because states generally are better than the federal government. Wow, that's really good. Well, and yeah, but you know, it's our want to howl about the the deficit and printing money and the rest of it, but. I swear to God, nobody cares about that. No, anymore. no, they don't. They don't. And it's a huge cultural change from from our former uh, identity uh, as a generally Protestant working class country. We had that is a value. That's a value like in the Bible that you've got to be thrifty. You can't overspend. That's not a fiscal responsibility. Well, it is, but it's also a moral responsibility, and we've drifted so far from that as a culture. These are the ramifications. Yeah, well, you're living in the past, Grandpa. I'm going to live in the future and the present. Um, so, Craig, you were, you were right in your prediction last week because none of the mainstream media I, I heard said they're not even going to vote. You did. You said it on our show. You said they're not even going to vote. They're not going to be able to, and you were right. And you've also predicted that you think in seven to ten years we're going to go to single-payer health care. My question is... Uh, why isn't it going to happen faster? Why aren't the Democrats pitching it now? I think the country's ready. I think that the climate is right. Well, it's funny you say that, Jack, because Elizabeth Warren came out, I think it was yesterday, actually, and she openly and proudly, it's printed in some mainstream publication, said the Democrats need, it's time for the Democratic Party to stand behind single payer. So I think that's coming, Jack. But the reason I would say I still think it's going to take seven to 10 years is because the government does nothing fast and nothing well. Okay, that's and what I wondered if it was just yeah. the the the, uh, the 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 putting together of it would take that long. So, but it's it's yeah. not it's not that, but it's not the politics holding it back because I don't think it is. I think I think I think no. you could run and then and the, maybe the next election, certainly the election after that across the country as we're going to go with single payer, and I think you'd, it'd be a huge win. It'll be a landslide. Listen, Craig, I know you'd like to comment on that. Craig Gottwals, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, but um, we, in the limited time we have, I want to sure. pay off a promise we made, which is that sure. we try to look at this from the perspective of people actually paying for their health care, because the most likely thing is something between Obamacare and the current Republican plan will become the law of the land, don't you think? Uh, yeah, and I think it'll be much closer to Obamacare than okay. anything else. So fair enough. Yeah. What What is that going to mean to the folks listening in terms of paying for health insurance? Uh, we, you know, I mean, we're, we're moving more towards a socialized system, right? And, and one thing I think I would love for everybody to keep in mind is we have two examples of that in America already. You have the most socialized single-payer type of system across the land, and that's the VA, on one end, and on the other end, works great. Works LASIK great. LASIK surgery, yes, couldn't be better. Mm-hmm. VA. So there, you got one example out there. Sterling VA, gold yeah. standard. 
And then, and then on the other end, you have LASIK surgery and cosmetic surgery, where there's virtually no government involvement, and people pay on their own. And you just look at just look at customer um, approval ratings of both of those systems, and you see which direction we're headed. Well, people absolutely love the LASIK, for instance, and the price right. has declined by three quarters, and it's actually now uh, highly affordable because it's the free market. Well, you can actually call three different places and find out what their prices are and right. make a decision which exactly. one you want to go to, which you can't. Like, my mom got a shoulder replacement yesterday. You can't do that for that. It's impossible. Oh, you know, Laura Ingram was on Brett Bear's show. Maybe we can grab um, that clip. But she was talking about how poorly the Republicans have publicized what they're doing because I think their, their policy is iffy and they're... they're uh, it's com- a little iffy! It's Liffy, and their but their their PR has been awful because she pointed out part of the Republican plan. Correct us if she was wrong, was that hospitals, doctors, etc. would have to disclose. They would have to show you what everything's going to cost. Yes, that was baked into the plan. Boy, nobody told me that. Everybody no. loves that idea, and freaking right. cartoon turtle Mitch McConnell <laughs> hasn't said that. Neither has the president. Neither has anybody. Gentlemen. You've, you've hit on this issue. Um, there's two things in our world right now that it touches every American that are really, really painful, and they have the same problem. One is and the Kardashians. Are, <laughs> the health, yeah, health, Kardashians for sure. Health insurance and college education. It's a big problem because other people pay. The free market is not working. You're not responsible for your own health care dollars for the most part. And that's when you get these market distortions that don't work and cause pain. Jumping back to your original question, Joe. What's going to happen? I I hate to say it, and I don't mean to be a naysayer, and it's not what I'm rooting for. But the reality is health care, Obamacare has to get worse before anything will get better because we won't go to either single payer or a more free market solution until the pain that they're now seeing in those states where there's one carrier or less, that pain has to spread across a majority of states. and, And then something will give. Well, and it's just a matter of which way we go. And the Democrats who want single payer. Um, uh, they know that, so they're going to be they helping it along any way they can. Right, because they think when the great uh, decision is made, and democracies always wait till it's an emergency to do anything, um, they figure it'll go their way, and I think they're right. But I meant more specifically, in the next year or so, are people's premiums going to go up? Are their deductibles going to go up? What's it going to be like for the, the families listening and the, and the individuals? Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I mean, premiums are going up. In, if, if your state is doing well, like if you're in if you're in a, a state that's, that's got a pretty decent market still, your premiums are going to go up 10 percent next year. If your state is one of these states that's really hurting, you're looking at 30 to 60 percent increase next Whoa. year. Whoa! And, and that's, that's just I mean, in one year. And that's premiums, that's one right? Year. Pardon me. That's premiums. That's premium. That's just premium. That doesn't even get to deductibles and co-pays and out-of-pocket costs and the fact that doctors are leaving the system and it's longer wait time. Right. That doesn't even get to that. Boy, we got a note from a Marine. Wow. We got a note from a Marine. It's here somewhere. that was absolutely, absolutely heartrending. Um, it, it, talking about trying to get dental care for their kids because the the plan has such low compensation rates, and this is what the government always does. They do it with Medicaid constantly. They set the compensation rate for, like, open-heart surgery at $32. And so you've right. got heart surgery coverage, but good luck finding anybody this side of Pakistan right. who will yeah. give you that surgery. These The, the family of the, the Marine couldn't get a dentist. I didn't know that. And you wouldn't know that until you ended up in a situation until where you tried. Needed. Yeah. Right. So they've got a deductible of $6,500 and they can't get an effing dentist because the compensation rate is so low. But it counts as 
health care. They have you, dental insurance. Yeah, sure they do. Or, yeah, insurance. One other thing, follow-up, Joe, one other thing that you got to talk about or you've got to hit here that's not reported in the media is in the CBO report, the Senate bill, the one that they're looking at, if that were to pass, I mean, we don't think it will, but if something like the Senate bill were to pass, the, the, the story is 10 years out, premiums will be 30% less. Well, big whoop, that's 10 years, right? I mean, that, that's, it's significant, but we really need premiums to be like 70% less 10 years out. But the, the downside is they're looking at a 20% increase above Obamacare next year and 10% more in 2019. Wow. So if we were to pass the Senate bill, the next two years will be more painful than it was under Obamacare, which is horrible politics for these guys. You'll you'll have you'll have people like me, perhaps, screaming for yeah. single payer when I say, "Well, this I can't I can't do this." So we got to do something different. I know you're not going to take it back, strip it back down to free market. That's an impossibility. So bring on single payer. Everybody will be saying that. Well, free market and tort reform would be incredibly important too. And and listen, it's worth a tip of the cap to be intellectually honest. The technologies that are available in the United States right now, uh, medically speaking, are amazing. They're revolutionary. They're incredibly advanced, but they're very, very expensive. And if you have, you know, I got elbow pain, for instance. If you have a doctor who's afraid of being sued and a technology that costs $5,000 a throw for them to take a look at my elbow, that's an enormous amount of money being spent. And some would argue, you know, if you fear uh, malpractice, some would argue that, I have to spend it on you, and I have to stick your insurance company with it. And under Obamacare, I have to include every conceivable malady, including lactation problems, in your uh, insurance, sir. And it all combines to this gigantic gusher of money going out. No doubt about it, Joe. You've... You've got it. Yeah, <laughs> you, well, you've been on enough bike rides with me. You got it. That's, <laughs> that's super. Completely yeah, it's funny. The, you have mountain biking with Craig. He analyzes policy the entire time. Wow. We're going up a hill that, you know, our hearts are about to explode. Our faces have gone <laughs> past pink into red, then purple, and he's still analyzing policy. It's hilarious. <laughs> wow. But informative. Anyway, we're, we're kind of out of time. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, we appreciate the time. If your company is trying to, uh, you know, sail the the churning seas of of benefits, and I'll get in touch with Craig. Benefit dash sail the churning seas. That's what I'm paid for. Benefit dash revolution dot com, and <laughs> or drop us a note. And we'll get you in touch. Thanks, Craig. We'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, bro. He's into it. Uh, so we got to talk about this cyber attack. Uh, Marshall's got that coming up in his news, right? Indeed, the global cyber attacks continuing today. What do the hackers want? And at long last, my friends, the billion-dollar pink slime lawsuit has been settled. Ah! Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. That, that was the meat? That, yeah, yes. what, a, what an interesting case. Billion dollars, did you say? Yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The, the media on trial. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm always hot to trot for something. What I'm currently hot to trot for is this cyber attack thing that's been going on for several weeks that is about to devastate mankind. Wow! And is not getting the proper attention in the media. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, nobody so far has officially claimed responsibility for the global cyber attack that disabled at least 2,000 computers in the U.S. and Europe in the last couple of days. The attack started yesterday in Europe. It's still spreading today. Hackers crippled computers 
and told users it'd have to pay a $300 ransom to restore access. Yeah, that's not what it's about. It's not the freaking ransomware. That is a that is a red herring. That you is think? to throw us off. To, absolutely. Well, Dave Palmer's with the cybersecurity firm Dark Trace, and he said there's reason to believe this seeming ransomware attack may, as Jack was saying, may actually be something even more sinister. Certainly at first glance, it looks like conventional ransomware, but we now know that payment system for paying the criminals or whoever is behind it doesn't work. And so regardless of whether it was the original motive or not, from the victim's perspective, it's going to feel purely like sabotage now. What is he thinking? Shockingly, I think Jack's analysis is correct. Even without that, though, it just, just from a common sense standpoint, right. that ransomware thing a couple of weeks ago, they, what did they, they got like $40,000. There's right. no way... The world's smartest people who were able to pull that off were doing it to get 40K. There's just no way that that's what it was. But it, it's worked very well. Yeah. All the media runs with the ransomware. What to do when you're you're hijacked, right. your computer. There's no way that's what it's about. I don't know what it's about, well, but it ain't that. Palmer's got a pretty good guess about what it really might be about. This might be someone testing out a type of weapon. Soon. Right. Some cybersecurity experts are believing this virus was spread using tools created by the NSA, which were themselves yeah. hacked. Yeah, that, yes. Yeah, that that's troubling. That we, our government, who spends billions of dollars right. coming up with the very best stuff, let it get away, and now bad guys have it. Well, and what's so weird about it is, is if somebody bombed us. And what flew out of the building was a bunch of bombs that landed intact in their army. You know what I mean? Yeah. They hack us, <laughs> and they get all our greatest hacking tools. That's it's, it's, it's crazy. By the way, I'm thinking of attack-related music, Michael, that you could play on the way out. How about Queen's Sheer Heart Attack? It's a great song. You never hear it. I hope the media catches on to this, yeah. because they, 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 they really ran with the ransomware right. story last time, and um, I was reading the New York Times article right. last night. Cyber experts don't believe it's the ransom thing. They, they, none of them believe that, mm. they, because they... I can't even print something from my computer, right? So nobody knows less about computers than me. But they... But you know humankind! As expert programmers, they look at it and say, no, the the payment system part of it is so amateurish. I mean, they put no effort into that whatsoever. Right. It's it's a disguise. Yeah, it is. That's scary. What are they up to? Boy, I think your, your metaphor was so good. This is... Actually, it was my metaphor, come to think of it. Uh, based on your inspiration. <laughs> This is all the dots pre-9-11. Yeah, it really is. And um, they shut down all the ATMs in Ukraine yesterday? Yep. Is that where it was? Yep. All the ATMs stopped working. As if those poor people don't have enough problems. Man, if you if you hit the United States, or all the major cities anyway, um, you hit them where you can't use your cell phone, you can't get money out of the ATM, you can't buy anything anywhere, you can't get gas you can't just shop the girl. You can't do anything. Right. People would go into a panic. I mean, mm-hmm. if you just wanted to sow panic for some reason, and I don't know what they would be doing it for, but people would go into a panic. I actually think you might be better off with cell phones working because social media causes oh, a panic. Right. Wow. Right. Interesting. I would caution those who would agitate the American people. Uh, we have rather a long history of, of getting our righteous indignation up and, and crushing crushing folks, but we'll see. Yeah, it's just hard to imagine what the ultimate goal of these people uh, would be, unless they've got some sort of master plan to actually extract billions of dollars somehow. I, I can't imagine an attack where they're going to 
you know, disrupt us somehow and then a country invade or something? That No way that's going to happen. Well, listen, I don't think you don't need to invade. You need to merely exert enough pressure that you get what you want. Yeah. And I know I have a child's understanding of war planning, but I know you you have to prepare, plan, game, etc. for air, land, sea. Uh, with the exception of Iraq, uh, you plan for the post-invasion strategy, etc., etc., <laughs> holding land. And it seems to me that were I an advanced civilization bent on weakening the United States, I would, for instance, be uh, doing this sort of attack to see what it works, what we can learn. I would also be doing test runs of disabling our infrastructure, the electric grid, transportation systems, which have happened multiple times lately, Mm -hmm. weird, mysterious uh, outages. I would mess with cell phone coverage. I would mess with, you know, uh, credit cards, um, airline control systems. I I would have creative people coming up with plans, and I would do little jabs testing the effectiveness of it regularly. And uh, in retrospect, I think those jabs will clearly form a pattern when mm-hmm. when the big day comes. They're going to call it H-Day, Jack. Hacking Day. We a got, day that will live in infamy. It could be, yeah. we got more on this coming up because uh, there's more interesting stuff on this topic. All right, one last note. ABC says it's worked out a deal, a settlement with a South Dakota meat producer that filed a more than billion-dollar lawsuit against the network over its reports on the company's lean, finely textured beef product that critics dubbed pink slime. ABC it says, looked gross. ABC says in its statement, the network has reached an amicable resolution of the dispute with the makers of the product. Dakota-based Beef Products Incorporated sued the TV network in 2012 saying ABC's coverage was a disinformation campaign that misled consumers into believing the product is unsafe, is not beef, and is not nutritious. Right. Mate, don't do it. And it was kind of funny at the time, but the actual effects of that story that really trumped it up, it's gross, it's disgusting, it's not meat, is it safe, probably not, it cost millions and millions of dollars to this company. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people lost their jobs. And there's nothing it wrong devastated with devastated towns. And no, not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's always been part of you know the production of commercial protein for food. Right. They and, use it as a filler to reduce the fat content of ground beef. Right. Yeah. And so it. I remember that story when it hit. We yeah. talked about it a lot. But, but in a nation that that values its free press, etc. You know, there were parts of it that were misleading and sensational. But just, it had yeah. a terrible effect on real people. But it should be against the law for a press outlet to say, ooh, that looks gross when they see something. Or, you know, not against the law per se, but can they be held liable for the pain they have caused? Uh, well, evidently ABC thought they were vulnerable enough to settle for a big right. junk. Right. But, but, but Conan or us or whoever can make their jokes about Taco Bell being disgusting? Yeah. Yeah, we do have to go to break. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the voice of the West. Isn't that a similar sort of thing? You don't cause any damage, you can't show damages. I think that may just be the difference. Because Taco Bell is disgusting? Is that what you mean? That is not what I mean. I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, we got more on the cyber stuff. It's really interesting. By the way, if you're an expert of some sort, you could text us or call us. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We broadcast... In the you know the backyard of the smartest computer people in the world, you can give us a call. I don't know the phone number. One eight six six three three one talk. Do you know how to answer the phone, Sean? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Yeah, I think you're referring to the fact that I said she'd be about 700 in the world. Yeah. Right. I'm yes. just waiting. Would wait. you like to apologize? Uh, no, um, because it seems in tennis, unlike other sports, that they're always asking about how women, they always ask me how I would do for someone. Why isn't this old bag John McEnroe? How would he do against Serena? Why don't you combine, just solve the problem? I'm sure the men would be all for this. The men and women play together. And then we don't have to guess. Boy, that's pretty good right there. John yeah. McEnroe, who's a tennis player, he's getting... It's Part of it's a publicity stunt. He's got a book out. It's a fake reversy, in my opinion. But Tennis you, is full of lesbians. I don't know if it is a fake reversy in the... Uh, current political crime climate. So John McEnroe said that Serena Williams, who is the greatest tennis player of all time, um, if she were a man, she'd be ranked 700 and something. 700th. Uh, And uh, so he's getting killed by that. I think it's legitimate. I think a lot of people are horrified that anybody would say that. Okay, so it's not a fake reversy. It's a dumb traversy. Oh, yeah, it's dumb. Okay. Now, I don't know. I don't know how she would do against the 600, the best man. I don't have any concept of that. Let's find him. Strap on his tennis. Get to work. But that would be a pretty good way pregnant, to do it. she's pregnant, right? Or is it her, that her sister? She's pregnant, yeah. Okay. That would be a pretty good way to do it. Have them play and then... Yeah. Get the 700 and some ranked player in the, the world and he'd be like, yes! Yes! People are going to know my name! I'm going to I'm gonna make a dollar off of tennis for the first time! <laughs> so let's get this going! That would be pretty good. I would watch that. Or you, you don't have to go that far. Have the 100th ranked man play Serena Williams. Yeah. Although Serena's at the end of her career, so I'm not sure that's fair. But Didn't she just win a major? While that... pregnant. Yeah. And yeah, the Australian Open. Yeah. But she's still she not is the... with child. So she's not at the height incredible. of her powers, though. No. That'd be fun to Neither watch. Neither am I, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Such as they ever were. So there was a cyber attack a couple of weeks ago that one of the best cyber experts in the world is screaming, Hey, everyone, this is the biggest one yet, and nobody's talking about it. So we'll talk about it coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.